Welcome back to the program. We are broadcasting live. Final hour on this Wednesday. I can't believe we're halfway through the week already. It flies by. Thanks to uh, John Eisenberg, the columnist and writer and, and covers the, uh, the the Baltimore Ravens. Thanks to A.J. Hawk. Thanks to Zach Heilprint. Thanks to LeGarrette Blunt, Aaron Taylor. Going to be talking coming up here. We're supposed to be talking to Ed McCaffrey coming up. We're going to get our guys from StubHub coming up. Scotty Farrell from Farrell on a Bench going to be here. And uh, that's just today. And then we're going to start moving in to tomorrow. We have gotten word that tomorrow, tomorrow, is it tomorrow? Tomorrow? Uh, apparently, we might be getting, are we Are we getting him or not? Uh, we're supposed to be getting Pat McAfee is going to join us. Hey, Pat, yeah, they're waving over here now. Uh, well, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? That's phone number you can. So we're always glad to get you on. Ed McCaffrey uh, coming off one of the stages over with the uh, NFL Serious Radio crew. We'll be getting him in here shortly. Hey, I also want to say thanks to a lot of our on-site people that uh, bring us out here each and every year. Uh, to Super Bowl Radio Road or our spring training events, all of our events throughout the season, our company called Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L, go to Pindell.com. They have upped their base pay. They have upped their benefits. They are looking for help like everybody else is, and they're one of the best machining companies and quality robotic machining companies in the state of Wisconsin and the surrounding areas. If you have not worked with them and you're a company that's looking to work with somebody, they're great. If you are looking for a, an opportunity, uh, to work for a company like this. They are fantastic. Go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com, and see for yourself what they are all about. Also, thanks to Ryan and the whole gang out of Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right on Pewaukee Lake. I know it's warmer back in Wisconsin right now. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take. It was cold for quite some time and in the deep freeze for quite some time, but... Uh, at some point on Pewaukee Lake, the boats are going to be running around. The water is going to be back and visible rather than the ice. And uh, summer is going to be upon us. There is no better place to sit out on a balcony, overlook the lake, watch people do some fishing, and, and just kind of put the boats in and out and enjoy yourself and let time pass by than Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill out there on Pewaukee Lake. So thanks to them as well. Absolutely. Um, I, I got some questions. I, I got people here. Uh, over on the Bud Light live stream asking questions. I have people that have been emailing, and I apologize because normally you guys are really, you guys and girls for that matter, are a huge portion of the program, and we do uh, love everything that you guys have uh, and bring to the table. We just have not had uh, a lot of opportunity to do that, and while we have a little bit of a lull, I do want to get into that just just a, just a bit. Um, 877-867-1670. Our buddy Steve says, what a fantastic interview with Aaron Taylor. Always one of my personal favorites, I remember when he was drafted in 94 by Ron Wolf and Mike Holmgren, my buddies, and I always get together for a day of draft parties and uh, bet on the picks. And I had Aaron Taylor as my pick, Ka-ching. I remember watching him uh, blow his knee out against Atlanta in the playoffs. I was up in the Northwoods, some friends, uh, when he went down. Uh, it's unfortunate that the patella injury in the ACL cut short what could have been a really potential Hall of Fame-style of career. Enjoy the week. That's our buddy Steve in Ridgefield. Steve, uh, as always... Appreciate the email. Uh, this is from our buddy Jimmy, who says, uh, hey, Bill, great show. We are coming out on Friday. Will you guys be there on Saturday? Uh, Jimmy, no. Uh, I, I, Well, first of all, the show does not air over the weekend. But I am going to actually be heading back to Wisconsin. We're flying back into Chicago and going to the House of Blues on, on Saturday night. 
and then back into Wisconsin Sunday morning to be at uh, to be at home and watch the game on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Mike Clemens is our guy on the ground here. Mike will come home on Tuesday, and in the meantime, cover the Super Bowl all the way through. So that's kind of how it works. But uh, it, he wants to know where would you go for somebody that's only going to be there for a couple of days. Oh my God, Jimmy! It just depends on what you like. You know, if you want to see sites, if you want to see you know historic markers, uh, either go to Santa Monica Pier or swing over and, and go to go to Hollywood. Uh, and the Walk of Fame, uh, you know, we're going to head up to the conservatory tonight and uh, and and maybe overlook uh, L.A. and do that. Uh, so we'll see, you know, but uh, there's so many things to do out here. You could spend two weeks straight out here and still not run into all the things that you could possibly get to. And as far as places to eat goes, I mean, depends on what you want to spend. You know, last night it was a client meeting, so it was a very expensive dinner, and we've had very expensive dinners all the way down to, going to the Mexican restaurant that's right there on the Santa Monica Pier where we had margaritas and burritos and tacos, and I think the whole thing for four people was under 100 bucks. So it was fantastic. So it doesn't matter what you want to do. There's always something out here for everybody. But I will say, wherever you're going to go, make it a day. Because while you may pull it up on Waze or Google Maps and it says, oh, you know, it's only six minutes away, look at your phone and then say, my ass. Because, they, no, it, it, it's lying to you. It, every time you get in a car, it starts to go up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And uh, the next thing you know, you're an hour and a half into your trip, and you still have only moved about five miles because that's just the way traffic is around here. It's just it's horrible. We are staying in, a, in an Airbnb. I always try to rent relatively near the convention center. Beautiful place nearby. We are two miles up the street. Two miles. It takes me every morning about 25 minutes to get here. Two miles up the street, 25 minutes to get here. Just an FYI. So I just wanted to let you know, just whenever you, when you get here, just be ready. It's going to take some time. Just wanted you to know. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, got a couple, couple others here. Let's see here. This one is... Uh, when is the Hall of Fame inductees named? Steve, good question. That comes up on s- Friday night or Saturday. I think I want to say I want to say it's Friday night is when they're notified. I think because they put them they put all of the Hall of Fame inductees, those that actually get the knock on the ho- hotel room door, they put them on the stage for the honors event on Saturday. So I want to say it's Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, when Jerry Kramer got the knock on the door, um, it was Friday, and then he, along with the others, were brought onto the stage and introduced at the NFL Honors uh, Show, which takes place on Saturday night. So my guess would be, I think, I, if, I'm not remember, if I remember correctly, it was Friday night. Yeah. Did they move the honor show? I don't know. Usually the honor show is on Saturday night. So if they move the honor show to tomorrow night, I don't know why they would have, uh, why they're going to put it on a Thursday night instead of the Saturday night before the, the Super Bowl, but maybe they did. Um, Jeff says, uh, hopefully McAfee not wearing the ugly black tank. I will tell you this, Jeff. Here's a little inside news. Pat McAfee, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was 7 or 10 
black tank tops, packed up and and ceremonially shipped to L.A. for when he got here. And they sit. Uh, there's a uh, backstage. There is a a dressing area back there behind there. Their stage is the biggest, by the way. I mean, now now I, I'll take that back. The Sirius XM NFL radio stage. That's a big stage. The biggest stage. Okay, that's the biggest stage. But the the um, the actual display stage is FanDuel. It's FanDuel. And what uh, the stage that McAfee does his show on, and then there's another show. There's a, a blonde lady. I, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember what her name is. Beautiful young lady. But she does the show after McAfee because when McAfee is doing his show backstage, she's got a whole host of people doing her hair, doing her makeup, everything. Everything. They're doing everything. They're doing her nails. They're put. They're kind of primping her clothes. They're steaming her. It's, it's amazing. This is one of those Hollywood things where you see people actually getting dressed by other people. But, uh, but that, that stage, that area over there, uh, is extremely elaborate. And behind that stage is this big box. And in that box is the Pat McAfee black tank top uh, that he will rotate out on a daily basis. Because I think the man sweats like a... Like a, like an ex- exuding sponge. You know, there you go. Uh, so the the NFL's honor ceremony is tomorrow night. Well, there you go. There you go. So then you would probably find out who was inducted into the Hall of Fame today. You would assume because they they would put them on the stage for the honors. I I don't I honestly I don't keep up on that. I just know that they usually announce it the night before because those players, those former players that are going to be inducted are all brought to the stage for the honors celebration. So the fact that they moved it from Saturday to Thursday, I don't know how that changes things up. As much as I like it, as far as those that are going to be inducted, and I respect it, it's one of those things that, you know, it's kind of a press release that slides by until you actually get a chance to meet the Hall of Fame, the, the newest Hall of Fame members, if that makes sense. So good stuff, and uh, thanks to all of you for helping out. Always with the program. That's the reason we love the listeners, man. Those viewers over on the Bud Light live stream. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, do a, go ahead and do so. Uh, we can always get a call or two in before we get to our... We're going to talk some StubHub when we come back uh, after the uh, in the next segment. And then don't forget the bottom of the hour. going to talk with Scott Farrell from Farrell on the Bench and the Sports Grid. And we're, I was just on his show yesterday. We're going to bring him over and talk uh, with his thoughts regarding both Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford. Uh, the uh, He is so, I'll say this, not a fan of the drama that surrounded Aaron Rodgers, the offseason, the immunization stuff, uh, obviously leaving it all on the field and not getting the win. Uh, everybody thought that the Packers were going to get that win against San Francisco. I don't know anybody in this building, and there's a ton of people here. I don't know anybody in this building that did not think the Packers were going to win that game at home. None at all. Interesting. Um, 877-867-1670. Um, this is when... Do we have audio of this, Ben, or is this... Uh, no, it's just a picture. Ju- just a picture. So Aaron Rodgers at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix in the Pro-Am. Uh, there's a lot of cheers there that say four more years. Packers fans now. Remember, it was Denver Broncos fans earlier that were on the first tee that were talking and yelling and chanting to him about being a Denver Bronco next year. 
and he said something to the effect of, we'll see, okay? So jo- uh, Josh Weinfuss asked him uh, when he's going to make his decision. And he was kind of laughing and looked at him and said, quote, that's a good try. That was it, as he was signing some autographs off to the side. So a little more Aaron Rodgers news. It's like, you know, look, everybody wants to know. Aaron Rodgers could speak right now, and everybody wants to know what's going on. Everybody wants to know what's happening. So let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We're going to come back. Stay tuned. we got more from Radio Row coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Zone Radio Network. in L.A. at uh, Radio Row here inside the L.A. Convention Center getting you ready for Super Bowl 56. The Rams hosting Cincinnati, uh, even though Cincinnati is the home team in this upcoming contest. We continue with our uh, our discussions with people that have been there, done that, when you talk about playing Hall of Fame football. And uh, joining us now over here at the table, uh, Ed McCaffrey, a long time. We know him through the Denver organization, San Francisco organization, obviously winning some Super Bowls there. Brings along a friend of ours, John Kerr. Care? That's what I thought. i got to turn your mics on over there. It's probably if I do that. Uh, but uh, with Mueller Sports Medicine and right in our own backyard out of Wisconsin. Correct? Yes. Yes, because I've, I've been sack. out to your facilities. I've seen your place. It's fantastic. And uh, you brought gum because that gum's good, too. So, Ed, first of all, thanks for coming by, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. First of all, uh, you were just telling me the story because your son had made it as a practice squad player for, yeah. for the Packers. So you actually had a chance to go back and just be a fan at Lambeau. Yeah, Max spent a couple years up at Green Bay. Absolutely loved it. Just incredible culture, great organization, great fan base. And so, yeah, I played at Lambeau but never got a chance to sit in the stands and watch it game till he was there what an incredible experience the fans really are unreal we, they were playing the raiders at the time and they were so nice to the raiders fans welcoming them no yeah. no they're they're slowly throwing them back during the game right so they're having some slowly fun. slowly were you throw, in the right stadium just co- consistently <laughs> consistently and uh but uh what a great what a great place to watch a game they they gave me a little tour before the game and saw those bricks that you had mentioned were in the yeah. north, north end zone that they kept in the stadium that the original packers teams were running over yeah. when they took the field so much history there and just an incredible place to watch a football game now when you talk about the history of you played for the giants yeah drafted Um, by the giants yeah you drafted by the giants which is a historical team yeah the packers a historical team san francisco obviously for what you did there and the denver broncos as well so when you when you talk about fan bases i'm not saying which is the best when it comes to passion but you notice a difference in the way fan bases are as far as passion about team goes in a different sort of way. Every team has their own ism. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So how, yeah, well, how the was Giants, it in, in all of those? Look, I joined the Giants. I was drafted in the third round. Bill Parcells was the coach. They had just won the Super Bowl. I think mm-hmm. they led time of possession, beat the Bills, right? And uh, it was Lawrence Taylor and Phil Sims and Carl Banks and that whole group of guys. I mean, I'm in training camp, my locker was right between LT and Carl Banks. And they, they played this gag on me where they pretended like I stole Lawrence's LT's shoe. And they stood up and were about to just kick my ass. And uh, luckily they didn't. <laughs> 
but, but, but that, that's how I got welcomed to the New York Giants and just those phenomenal players. I mean, it was an old team. I think the average age was in the 30s, and they had just won a Super Bowl. They had won two in like five years. And just to be in the presence of all those guys my first year was really cool. Now, that fan base, very critical. Yeah, I remember in the article after my first week at camp, uh, one of the reporters wrote in the local paper that he'd seen better moves on Ironsides. Right, so <laughs> oh for, yeah, so pretty pretty harsh, right? Yes. And the younger people don't know who that is, but obviously yeah. was was in a wheelchair. Yep. They're they're really harsh on me uh, in the beginning, and I, it's a different it's a different edge, it's a different uh, sense of humor, it's a different you know sar- sarcasm that exists in New York. That's pertinent to new yorkers like if you live in new york you know that's the you're going to get all kinds of coverage like that which is a different fan base but a huge fan base i mean what 15 million people just in the throw a stone uh and 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 so it was a different fan base a very aggressive fan base the media is different in that environment huge expectations huge city they just won super bowl so it was really cool to play on those teams with those players and in that environment and i absolutely loved living in new jersey you know i'm living in secaucus which is the old pig farm it's you know right across the across (laughs) the tunnel Yes. Uh, from New York. But Manhattan was unbelievable. Just a great place to live. My first son, Max, was born there and uh, was a great experience. Then I went out to San Francisco. I played at Stanford. And uh, and so the Bay Area I was familiar with in San Francisco. It was the NFC East in San Francisco for like 12 or 13 years. Yeah. I right? won the Super Bowl every year and uh, got to play on my first Super Bowl championship team in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and Super Bowl 29, it was pretty unbelievable. Jerry Rice and Steve Young. And right. we had 14 all-pro players. And we had guys like Richard Den and Ricky Jackson and Charles Mann rotating you know right, that, that's right. the kind of team we had just wow. ridiculous and uh and then mike shanahan was the offensive coordinator gary kubiak the quarterback coach they went to denver and I, mike shanahan didn't talk to me the whole year i didn't know he knew my name i was backing up jerry rice i barely got in got one catch in the super bowl which was cool because jerry got hurt and i'm thinking i'm going to disney world but then he came back <laughs> and uh but but we won the game went against Deion sanders every day in practice just what a great experience and it kind of set the tone for me improving as a player so i was lucky to be good enough I mean, I led the Giants in receiving one year, but was lucky to be good enough as a player to, to last in the league un, until I learned how to train and take care of my body. And I learned that in Denver and was around other great players, John Elway and, right. you know, Shannon Sharp and Rod Smith and, you know, all the other guys on our team. I can't name a TD. I can't name everybody. Yeah. But um, just a phenomenal group of talent, great coaches, and just such a selfless team, a team that was willing to do whatever they wanted. And Denver fans are the greatest in the world, but they had been used to losing Super Bowls. So there was just like this this feeling that you know we're just cursed like we right. can get to the super bowl but we just can't win it and so the greatest game of my life was when we won super bowl 32 yeah. to see john elway was laughing and crying at the same time just the fans erupting you know yeah. the first super bowl championship ever brought back uh, yeah. to denver and to broncos fans it was just i mean just what an incredible it lifetime experience came at the expense of another team but <laughs> i'm not too concerned about the other team yeah yeah no so i joke around about that because uh you know, my son Max was in Green Bay. And right, played right. with Aaron and all those guys, and just so phenomenal. But we felt like we could have beat him the year before. So you got your your win against New England, right? Because right? honestly, I can get cocky now because we can't go back and play the game. Right. We'd have beat him the year before. So f- you got one. Right. Be- feel happy about okay. that one, right? Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I played with Brett in uh, in the Senior Bowl, and you know what a phenomenal young talent he was coming yeah. out of college. And uh, just remember, we were in a a, a building like this like a hotel ballroom because it was pouring in mobile. It was raining so hard you couldn't practice. And he's throwing the ball full speed, 
indoors. We have right. like basketball shoes on. He's breaking the chandeliers in the hotel yeah. conference room, meeting room. And I'm thinking, is this guy for real? Like, he's gunning yeah. it as hard as he can indoors with dim light. Like, what is he doing? And But that was just him. He's like, I'm going to yep. let him see that I can throw the ball. And he was just gunning it like 100 miles per yeah. hour. But he was, he was such a great teammate. And you could, you know, he was an infectious personality even back then. Yeah, no doubt. So you're working with our guys from, from, uh, from Mueller uh, Sports Medicine. And based in Wisconsin. So first of all, how'd you hook up? Yeah, well, we uh, we came out with this great new product called Handy Gym this year, and we were looking for some really great individuals that had great experience in rehab and and also knew how to handle a team. And we got connected with Ed and with his great experience in the NFL and okay. everything else. It was a natural fit. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I spent way too much time rehabbing. I took a couple of hits throughout my career. And, and so I used Handy Gym to do these four-way shoulder exercises right. to get rid of the frozen shoulder that I developed from getting hit over the years. I was, as yeah. a coach, I'm trying to throw the ball back to our quarterbacks and receivers, and it's going right into the ground. Right. So you can use it for rehabilitation, but the Handy Gym is really the world's smallest gym. It weighs two to three pounds. It's got a platform and a pulley system, push-pull exercises. You can bring it with you anywhere. And so many people, they don't have time to go two hours to a gym. They're busy, right? Right. You could get you could get a workout in right here in between interviews. I could use a workout right here. And it's just it's so <laughs> easy to use, it's so safe to use. Um, you can find it on Amazon or handygymdynamic.com or you go to MuellerSportsMed.com. Yeah. But it's just a great way to get in some resistance training. So many people right. as they get older, like myself, um, you know, it's harder to get to the gym and lift weights. You're gonna walk or run and get your workout in, but you lose muscle mass right. if you don't do some kind of resistance training. I, I believe it's the secret to slowing down the aging process is to get some kind of resistance training in. So it's worked for me and you you know Mueller, they've been around forever. Right. So you've taped your ankles if yep. you're wearing a elbow sleeve and ankle brace. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, exactly. I, I've been using Mueller products since the 80s. I mean, it's just yeah. a household name. But now they've created this great way for people. I think to Mueller stay in tape shape. has ripped more hair off of my ankles <laughs> than, than any, any waxing <laughs> person could have ever done. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool. I mean, I keep one in my uh, office drawer because it fits in a backpack and only weighs a couple yeah. of pounds. And so if I'm before practice or between meetings, didn't have time to get a, you know, a whole workout. And you get every every exercise you can do in a gym you right. can do with the handy gym. And I, what I really want to do is get some more. We've been talking about it since I've been out here because with COVID and everything, sometimes our players get quarantined and they have to stay in the rooms and they don't have anything to right. work out with. Right. They're missing workouts. And, you know, this time of year, it's winter conditioning. Mm-hmm. You can't miss any workouts. This sure. is when you make your biggest gains. So we're working on getting a couple of them for our guys when they're quarantined bring them to their rooms, and let them get their workouts in so they're not missing their training. Correct me if I'm wrong. Based out of Prairie du Sac? Prairie du Sac, Wisconsin. Awesome. That's awesome. right. It's great to have, like, local flavor coming around Radio Row. That's fantastic. How's the company doing, by the way? Doing very well. You know, we're, we're known for innovation in the yeah. space. Kurt Mueller was an innovator, walk-on basketball player at University of Wisconsin-Madison, mm-hmm. held a rebounding record for many years. Believe me, when I walked through that facility and I saw that, that grandstand and the, uh, the, the the floor, the basketball floor, and everything, that's such a cool place to, yeah. to walk through. Exactly. Registered pharmacist, and yeah. he really created the sports medicine uh, he created the term sports medicine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. And he basically put forward a path of innovation the company has been on for years. Yeah. We've come up with a lot of innovative products to, to help great athletes like Ed over yeah. the course of his career. And this is just one of our latest ones that's really outstanding. Uh, comes from a, a very innovative engineer and is really something that can help everybody stay fit, rehab, you know, pass the time. It's so portable. You know, we, we came right. out here from, from uh, Madison. We flew out 
O-Dark 30 the other day. And yeah. We each had a little backpack with the handy gym, no problem, right through check-in, yeah. easy as, as can be. That's fantastic. I, I tell you what, guys, I appreciate you swinging by. If people want to find out more information about it, again, they can go to Amazon. Yep, Amazon. Find it there. HandyGymDynamic.com. And, hey, with all the cold weather and cheese curds you guys are eating up there. <laughs> You might want to look at it. <laughs> you might want to look at it. I would, like I said, I could do it right now. I could completely because they feed you pretty well down here too. That's the, that's the best part about being in the media. Guys, pleasure to talk to you, Ed. Great memories from your playing days, and even going to Green Bay. Maybe the next time you come by, you come by in warm weather and do even more drinking. And that way, <laughs> for you, sure, you can enjoy yourself and really indoctrinate yourself as a Wisconsinite. Guys, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thank there you go. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show still to come right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you. We are broadcasting live. We're at Radio Row here in the L.A. Convention Center. And uh, you know what? None other than a good friend of the program and has been with us a long, long time. We've known him for a long time. I've known him for a long time. Our buddy Scott Farrell, Farrell on a bench, Farrell on a sports grid. How you doing, my friend? Glad to have you. Yo, Billy. So I just saw um, I just saw Najee Harris, right? And I was like, you know, typically I'd be like, hey, I'd love to get you on, on the TV show. Instead, I went, hey, bro, here we go, season ticket holder. I didn't hear. That's all I said to him. I just said, I'm a season ticket holder. Like, I'm your boy right here. And he's like, my man. I'm like, I didn't even tell him I did a show. I just was, I was caught up in the moment and just right? told him. You know, that kid, I got to tell you, um, they handed up the middle to him. He ran for 1,200 yards up the middle, right. off tackle. He never went right, left, straight up the middle. Canada's offense is so dry. It's like ginger ale. Yeah. It's that dry. And he went right up the middle for 1,200 yards, broke the all-time Steeler uh, record for a rookie, yep. past Franco Harris. Now, Franco did it in, in 14 games, but um, who cares? Right. He, he had a season. That, yeah. kid, that guy's a baller. I don't know anyone that could take that kind of abuse and last in the NFL. Yeah. Like, he gets tackled by, like, five guys at a time, and they all weigh 300 pounds. Yep. Eventually, after about four or five years of that, your body gives in. Got to make that money early. Get it now. Got to make that money but he's, early. But he's a, he's a hoss. That dude's a hoss. Yeah. He's a badass. What'd I, you do last night? Um... Well, you know what I did in between shows? We yeah. went and drank $200 worth of beer. <laughs> That was in two hours. We were at the yard arm, yeah. 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 200. No, 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 that was the day before. The day before. But that okay. one was like more like a buck and a half. That okay. was about a buck 40. We went over the rainbow with 200 yesterday. And of course, I, I buy. Yeah. They all, whenever the bill comes, all these guys are either alligator arms or I got to go. Carver High's got to go to the bathroom. Got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. He's like, where's the John? And I'm yeah. like, at 50 yard line, other side yeah. of the bar. Ate the and blue then, M&M's, the X-Lax, right and, out of the box. And, and then I'm there just scraping 20s to the chair. Right. And then she did want to sleep with me, which was <laughs> which was good because, okay. you know, I get a little uh, Latina action while I'm here in Lipstick City. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm all for it. Now, tonight I'm supposed to go to a party uh, that my my you know, billionaire boss owner is having. And I told the suit uh, that is staying with him, the CEO of the company, I said, if he doesn't invite me to that party, I'm going to give him an on-air national enema. Okay. So he won't invite any of the, excuse me, help. Right, right, right. To the event, because it's all a bunch of, you know, big, heavy hitter money people that are going to be there. And then I'm like, yeah, but like, 
I'm coming, right? Like, yeah. I, I want to go to that party. I want to be yeah. around all that juice, right. all that heavy hitter Smell club. Yeah. I want to go in there, and I want to, um, you know, I, I really want to F with some of them. Yeah. And uh, get a load yeah, of me. Bring it. Get bring a load it. of me. There's my boy, Marenzi. Nothing but trouble. I love that dude. I love that dude. Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. So he's on, uh, Marenzi's on Sports Grid, too. Sports Grid's fun. You're always on it with us. I love uh, You know what's great about it is, is that, well, you and I go way back. You're a badass. But the... You're normal. You're like you're the guy that's always on. I'm, to me, you're just normal. He's always there. We always do the show together. Yeah. But what's abnormal about it is it's the first time I've ever in 35 years been enabled uh, to talk gambling without being treated like a pedophile. Right. I mean, I I was doing for all on a bench in the 90s, in Absolutely, the early 90s, yeah. and they treated me like I sold heroin to children. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I was always in trouble. My boss has said to me, just, uh, I'll never forget. Chernoff's my favorite boss of all time because when, it, when he first started yelling at me and screaming at me and, and threatening me and firing me, uh, I hated him. Right. 30 years later, I realized how much he meant to me in my life and career, yeah. and we became good friends yeah. in the end. When he retired this year, sure. uh, I admired him more than you can even imagine. But he used to say, I had him down pat. He used to say to me, oh, Jesus Christ, with the gambling just stop and the music. What is Jesus Lizard? Oh my God, I love just that. Stop with the. What, what are you doing? Yeah. One day, I, I, a kid did a show there at the fan, and uh, the kid worked with me at CBS, and he was young. And he said to him, he let him fill in on like a holiday. At like he did morning drive on a holiday, like on Christmas. <laughs> and the kid, and the kid did, and the kid did uh, the show. And then Chernoff goes, listen. That was the worst hour of radio I've ever heard in my life. Kill yourself. Don't even come in anymore. Move. Move to Omaha. You're the worst ever. Get out of my office. One thing I always said about him was that he had mastered. I've, I've learned one thing in all these years. The guy that can, that can say no and fire you. Is when you got the firing and the no down, you're yeah. on your way as a suit. If you can look someone in the eye and give them a pay cut, fire them, or tell them no. Listen, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. We're going to be doing these shows. No. Get out. That guy gets the job every time. They, they got a guy there now that uh, tried to play with me uh, back in the day at CBS. He tried to play with me. He was going to give me a big pay cut. And uh, we call that, um, he tried to Pharrell me, right? And then I did a, I did a song called Pharrelling You Back. Right. And I left and went to Sports Grid. But uh, it's the guy that can do that dirty work yeah. that gets the big job. You and I have known each other since you were on, I think it was Sporting News Radio? Was yes, it, it was. At the time, it was. 92. Uh, but it was one-on-one sports. It was uh, Sports Entertainment Network. Dun, 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 yes, dun. yes, 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 yeah, yes. Again, no, it was really cool because we did the national show in a building uh, off the strip in Vegas, and uh, we were on the top floor. The bottom floor was all undercover Las Vegas PD, and right across the street was the 7-Eleven where they sold the crack. So they literally, <laughs> like, I was broadcasting out a window watching the undercovers arrest the crack dealers. And then when they cleaned them all out and arrested them, then we got off the air. Then we were able to go and sufficiently obtain butter without being arrested. <laughs> 
already they had already arrested all of them and left. And then they were, like, in a shift change. So, like, at the right time, we could get in, get the cookies, and get out. And Renshaw and I would go to the Hilton. And then the rest of the day was kind of a blur. <laughs> with I think I was 23 at the time. I, I admit nothing at this I, point. I'll tell you this, because I, I used to see you then. It was uh, it was hockey jerseys and cigars, man. And I, oh, it was now, like... I, I looked like Marenzi. <laughs> now, now I, so now on the show, I wear uh, blazers and nice shirts. I know, right? But this week, they made me look like a golf ball cleaner at Riviera. <laughs> so I'm wearing the same shirt. Every day. Did you see yesterday? Were you on when I said, hey, uh, Carver, I, you know, you kind of look a lot like you did yesterday. He goes, what do you mean? I go, I don't know. It's something, something about you. You're just the same as yesterday. And yeah. he's like, you know, you kind of look like yesterday, too. And I'm like, We're what do you think I'm going to wear tomorrow? He goes, same thing you wore today? Yes. yes. Monday and Tuesday. I'm wearing Wednesday. I, we all look like we work at McDonald's. It's embarrassing. But I, I'm not going to question them. Like, do whatever. You want, me to, you want me to look like a golf ball cleaner? I'll do it. I, I prefer to look sharp at the Super Bowl and wear a suit yeah. and look clean. You know, I think. Yeah, no one's really doing that See, here. You were, the, you were giving me uh, giving me props on the jeans yesterday because I had the holes in the well, jeans. Well, because I right? have all that too. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I have a so I used to work with Affliction, right? So yeah. uh, my my good dear friend Todd Beard, who passed away, rest in peace. I did a lot of felonies with him. I just wanted to admit, you know, is, are there any police here? So I I did a lot of felonies with him, but he was a billionaire that owned Affliction, and he's a guy that put like all those guys in the UFC into their right. tight shirts. Like, right. you looking at my girl, man? Yeah. You're dead, bro. Don't look at my girl. Look, I, I don't fight, but I got a tight T-shirt on. And so I got all the jeans and shirts. So for years, Mafia and I wore the tight jeans and shirts and skinny jeans and all ripped whole jeans. And I got 8,000 pairs of them. Yep. And then the difference was is that I grew out of it and Mafia still wears it. He yeah. still wears the same ones they gave him. Right. Uh, which I've never had the heart to tell him. I, that was like. 11 years ago, I gave you that T-shirt. <laughs> He's still wearing it. <laughs> and then, like, I don't wear them anymore, but I have all the jeans. And the jeans are so badass and so expensive and so good. Yeah. Like, I could wear them. But if I wore them here, I'd have prostitutes all over me. <laughs> so I have to I have to not wear them here. I'm wearing the golf shorts like I work at Riviera cleaning right, golf balls. Exactly, exactly. So I'm the guy that cleans the clubs after you're round, and you give me $5. But whatever. Uh, but I think you look cool. I think your life is cool. I think you got a hot chick. You, you live large. You step out. You have grown man beverages. You like to eat good food. Go to cool places. Go to cool parties. And that that gives me a eighteen wheeler. Full, that's, full that's job. Fan, fan, fantastic. I uh, I've always tried to follow in those footsteps of yours, man. Hey, real quick before I let you go, who you got in this one? Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm on uh, AFC North Bengals. Yeah. I think they're a better team. I think he's a better quarterback. Uh, street corner Joey. I think yeah. I bought uh, dime bags off of him once when he was wearing that. <laughs> He was wearing that ski cap on the street yes. corner, and what's it? Does Those rose-colored rose glasses. Is he ever in Brooklyn? Yeah. Like around the Brooklyn Bridge at around three in the morning? No, uh, I, I like. I think the kids, you know, Heisman national championship, first year. This to me is rookie year. He blew out his knee, so this is the first taste yeah. we got of him. He goes straight to the Super Bowl. I think the kid's an absolute freak. I think he's the future. I think Stafford is the same guy uh, that got a nicer car. Right. Uh, he was exactly. driving a car now he's driving a new cadillac in la he could still wreck it though i think he could actually wreck it uh, I, I think he's really good i think burrow could be great yeah i think what i've seen that guy throw that ball around sling that ball some of that stuff's great yeah i mean great arm yeah. great passing touch accuracy i think they got more options i like yes. higgins boyd chase right Man, you know nixon he's almost uh, supposed to be back too 
tight end. If they, if you said yesterday, pound mixing a bit, 24, 25. Pound mixing, yeah. Pound him, throw underneath to him in the H, yep. like just a little bit underneath. Yep. Dump it off to him in a little screen. Because you know they're going to double up on Chase anything they can do. That's fine. Yeah. That's when you that's when you post Higgins and, and yep. Boyd down the middle. What do I know, bro? I hit him in every game, yeah. the Bengals, Did up you? till now. Yeah. I've, I've. It was the same as the Eagles the year they beat the Patriots. I rode them like a, a pony from day one all the way through, and they made me money till the end. Yeah. And I cashed on that Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I lost last year uh, with the Chiefs, and I'm going with the Bengals. I'm not going to get off the horse that brought me here. Okay. I mean, I, they won every game, yep. and they won every bat. Stay on. I hit the, I hit them with the seven. I hit the Niners three and a half. Uh, Tart lost the money line for me, um, and like I hope he ends up like you know selling bananas in the Caribbean. I, they, like, I hope they cut him on his birthday. Like I blame him, his mother, his dog, his neighbors don't like him anymore. The same guy that wanted his autograph that lives two houses down gave him the finger the other day when he was driving up the street. Yes. That guy cost him the game. No doubt, it's always a pleasure. Great to talk I love to you, you, man. I love you like a third cousin, my friend. You guys are great. Kristen says you. hi. By the way, she's coming in tomorrow. We're gonna do something tomorrow night. She's smoking hot when you're doing your show i'm going out with her for okay. soup we're gonna go have soup at tom's they got a lot of tvs over there the tortilla soup's fantastic if you smoke weed before you eat it okay i love you love you too buddy talk to you soon there you go that's our buddy pharrell at events gonna take a break we got more after this this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Bengals and the Rams spoke to the media here at the Super Bowl. The Bengals arrived in town yesterday. Quarterback Joe Burrow says his team understands the opportunity that lies ahead. You know, the historical significance of, of what we're doing. We're just out there playing football and you know, getting better while we're doing it. Burrow is only 25, but Bengals head coach Zach Taylor says his leadership makes the team that much better. It allows everybody just to play that that. 1% better because they know on the other side that Trigger Man's capable of, of doing some really special things. The Rams have a long list of players on the injury list, but head coach Sean McVay says they'll be ready Sunday. I think our team has done a great job of being able to balance, having the urgency, but but being able to enjoy, you know, coming to work every single day with an intentional focus and concentration about getting better and trying to go win a football game. And the Bill Michaels Show is broadcasting live all week from the NFL media headquarters here at the Super Bowl. Former Packers A.J. Hawk says he's been in contact with Aaron Rodgers, who's here in L.A., deciding on what's next in his career. Now, I don't know what his time frame is like. Right, I know right. I know anything he's doing, It's he wants to help make sure the Packers know what he's going to do. He wants like guys like Devontae and other people. Like He wants to make sure he doesn't mess up anything that they're trying to do with extensions or deals or whatever's going right. on. So I don't know when that time may be, but I would imagine... It's not going to be too long. That's A.J. Hawk in Los Angeles. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Glad to have you back. Uh, final segment of the program today. And then uh, back at it again tomorrow and on Friday. And then uh, we wing our way home. That's it. That's it. Good stuff, though. Oh, my God. Scotty Farrell is absolutely fantastic. Uh, that, that guy just, I, I get it, man. That voice is the voice. It, it's, but, uh, man, he is just so good. He is so smooth, so good, so great to talk to and cracks me up. Always has. So he's, he's great to, and he's, I'll tell you this, he's actually, he's great to party with, too. 
Mike Clemens joining us here at the table. So we are we're wrapping up uh, day three. I can't believe we're done with day three. Yeah, it's moving along. Uh, today though, uh, maybe a rough day for the league for the National Football League. Roger, yeah. Roger Goodell's uh, press conference is coming up here uh, shortly today, and the thing about it is, I'm seeing that CBS and CNN and all the news networks are going to carry it. Yeah. Because of the things that happened with Brian Flores after he was fired from the Miami Dolphins and claimed, look, the owner, Stephen Ross, was telling me, I'll pay $100,000 if you lose a game so we can get a pick like a Joe Burrow for quarterback right. here. And uh, that's and between that and some of the things that Flores said in his media uh, tour last week about uh, diversity, at the same time, you know, there's been some some African-American coaches have been fired, like Anthony Lynn. You know, he was yeah. the head coach of the Chargers. He's a good coach. Right. He's a good coach. And, and he didn't see eye to eye with what was going on in, in, in his time in Detroit, so he moved on. Uh, he got picked up. But um, Lovey Smith is back in the league. He's now the new head coach of the uh, Houston Texans. Yeah. Yep. And uh, replacing Coffee, you know, uh, who's uh, maybe not a head coach, but certainly a, a good assistant coach. So Lovey's going to be looking to add Smith. Uh, uh, to Lovey Smith is going to be adding, looking to add staff in Houston. And Doug Peterson, the former Packer and former Eagles head coach, you know, Pharrell was talking about his, he believed in the Eagles pulling off the upset, and they did with that Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Uh, he's looking for a defensive coordinator position. So those are the, some of the things happening around the league. Otherwise, we're going to be talking to both the Bengals and the Rams later on today here uh, on California time uh, in some pre- press conferences. And after these guys have their first run-through practices of today, yeah. and we'll get a sort of a, a, a feel as to what's happening injury-wise with these two Super Bowl teams. The uh, the league itself, and I said this earlier, the, the league has now said that they're going to launch their own investigation, not something done by the actual Washington commanders. and, and they're gonna, Regarding the Washington regarding the story, whole, yeah, Dan re- Snyder, yeah. And, and I said, this is where they have been publicly shamed on Capitol Hill. You've got con- representatives saying that it's a hostile. Washington football yeah, team. The Washington the com- football team the, saying the that it's a hostile work environment. Yeah. Talking about criminal charges. The The... You know, I, I don't want to use the terminology specifically that many people have used, but the, the really poor investigation, the fact that it was an oral rather than a written report, basically, why would you not write it down if, unless right. you have something to hide? The league looks terrible right now Yeah, in so many different facets. And on their biggest stage, this is when Roger Goodell would like to come and talk about the two teams and talk about what's coming up. The health initiatives, new rules, or whatever. Oh, Just new, all, all the positive. New ways that fans can yeah. enjoy the game. Yes. And, and instead, in the meantime, it's, he's it's got this just to deal all with. this legal stuff, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and it brings up all these different, you know, issues. And, you know, the fact is, there, the, part of this, though, it comes out from the fact that a lot of these are some of the feelings the players still have of the, of the last couple of years about more representation uh, you know, in the front offices of these teams that they play for. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good day when it comes to uh, being a commissioner of the NFL. However, for us, it was fantastic. Uh, you know, John Eisenberg, the, the writer, A.J. Hawk, uh, we had Zach Haupern on, then LeGarrette Blunt. Aaron Taylor was simply fantastic, former Packer, and yeah. what he had to talk about and discuss. Yeah, Ed yeah. McCaffrey, uh, Super Bowl winner with the 49ers, the Broncos and such. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, we just had our, our buddy Scott Farrell on. We're supposed to get James Jones. He said he's going to be around today. Maybe we tape something with him. I don't know. Maybe we'll play it back tomorrow. But I know he said he was coming over, so we're sure. going to try to do something with him. 
Uh, but you got you're starting to get more and more and more guys. I see former player and uh, NFL analyst Brian Baldinger. Brian on the, Baldinger, he's right over on, here next to us. On the floor to us. here today. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've had uh, you know quite a few guys that have been stopping by, and it's not going to stop. And we you know, we're supposed to get Jaworski uh, coming on the program uh, tomorrow uh, among a few others. Yeah. So we got uh, and well, he's coming on. He's going to do some stuff with our guys from down there in uh, Prairie Du Sac, which is Mueller Sports Medicine. But in addition to that, um, you know, he's got cigars with the stars tomorrow night. Barry Sanders here doing some anchoring stuff. Is he really? Stuff, yeah, I didn't even for, see Barry. Yeah, he was over there at the NFL Network uh, as kind of a co-host there. Okay, today, I didn't so. even see that. You uh, know, and so that's, that's just it. You're just walking around, and next thing you know, you're like bumping into royalty. No, wait, wait, that, yeah, that's exactly it. We're glad to see that some of the, you know, the Hall of Famers did get on the plane and put on the face mask and right. and come out here to join us and uh, and to you know where they're very safe here they're they're, yep. they're making sure that everybody's got a mask and uh, they the, the NFL's actually supplied those kinds of supplies to us and uh, it supplies to us they've and, supplied all of that and as the days have gone on like the police the officials they're all wearing them but. There's a lot of people walking around without them now. They're, no, they're, yeah, the mask police are not here right. anymore. They're they're busy, uh, you know, working on the microphones and those kinds of things. And I think that, you know, everyone has you know been tested and vaccinated and those kinds of things. So, so know. tonight uh, we're going to head to the uh, is it the observatory Griffin Observatory Griffin Absor- Observatory Yeah, historic place. I believe the singer Adele recently she just played. did her big. Big uh, kind of return show. up there, yeah. yeah. It, it was which was pretty cool, I will admit. So we're going to go up there. We're going to take a few pictures of the city, and then we're going down into Hollywood, uh, a little Walk of Fame action, and hang out down there. Maybe just grab something to eat tonight. We're going to do the Grauman's pod- Chinese Theater. Grauman's Chinese Theater. And I'll tell you what: if you could stop off at a hardware store and pick me up a little uh, bag of cement. I could get your hands right next okay. to you know Clark Gables or Shirley Temple or sure. something like that if you want. I think uh, my hands are bigger than Shirley's. I think Surely so. you just. Right, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got that coming up. We're going to do our podcast tonight live from L.A. Our uh, part two edition uh, should be uh, up and running by tomorrow. And then we're back at it tomorrow. We just needed some downtime tonight because last night we were up pretty late. Tomorrow night's going to be a late one. Friday night's going to be a late one. Sleep is for whims. Yeah, well, I'll die that way. <laughs> so. Either that, or, either that or give me some of what Pharrell's got. Yeah. Yeah, because that guy's got some energy, yeah, man. That could be too... everything out here for a split second then we got back up and running again but now we're going to get out of here again time for us to go talk to you later the bill michael show podcast listen rate subscribe